This show is brought to you in part by Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. For more information on creating great gear for your team, contact them at 563-243-1304 or at templesports.com. Hey NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here for another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast. I am without John this evening for this podcast, but I do have Coach Matt Reimer from the University of the Cumberlands here with me. Coach, how you doing this evening? Doing great. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for having us on tonight. Hey, not a problem. So, um, we'll hop right on into it. Um, just looking back at your team last year, um, it was it was a really good season for y'all. Um, you know, going undefeated. Um, for the great majority of the regular season coming up, uh, to that, um, kind of, um, Goliath, uh, or, or the Titan matchup with Lindsey Wilson that I know we've been looking forward to all season. Um, just tell me a little bit, uh, about your, your season. Well, you know, it was, it was good. You know, we had a, a good season and, uh, Saw a lot of great things happen and started the year out down in Florida and uh, uh, played Abe Maria down there, who you know had just won the Sun Conference the year before, at least shared the title, and um, they had a good team and, and that was a, a great challenge to start the year off. You know, the the Mid South Conference, you know, spans from uh, South Florida, you know, to to up north, so it's uh, interesting as it is. But you know we. Had a crossover game there in Florida and, and was able to win, fortunately, in a in an overtime game. And you know, through the course of that, we uh, lost two of our premier running backs in that in that game. And um, of course, then you know, uh, Marty Smith was a freshman for us, a running back that came into the game late in the game, and you know, had only been on campus a few weeks. And I think we gave him the ball five times in overtime, and he scored. Um, and so we, we quickly learned who Marty Smith was, and then he, he went on to be a, a standout player for us. I think had a close to 1,000 yards rushing and was the freshman conference player of the year. So it's kind of a unique start, you know, when you uh, lose two of your best players, uh, you know, in the early in the first game. And so um, had some challenges, uh, you know, but we, we, we you know, overcame that and, you know, progressed throughout the season, had some great challenges along the way and had, you know, some uh, kind of the ebbs and flows of the season. But guys really matured and, um, you know, defense played extremely well all season long, just very stingy, um, had a lot of takeaways, just tons of energy. The you know, coaches and, and the players done an awesome job on defense, special teams. We were solid all year. Offensively, we, you know, we were, we were good all year. We were strong. We were thought, you know, Coach Bright, my OC, did a great job of uh, adapting each week and putting guys in position to make plays to do what we needed to do to win. And uh, thought we could win a tight game and we could, you know, score a lot of points in games where we uh, should. And so we, we, we matured a lot as a team. And then, you know, the Lindsay game, of course, was the, the climactic part of our regular season, you know, for a conference title. It was at our place, great environment, just a huge, huge environment, just great for NAI football. But um, really great for our league. You know, Lindsey Wilson has a great program. Coach Oliver does an awesome job. Just a great, 
advocate for NAIA for our league and for the for the whole uh, NAIA football. Really, I think he's a great great spokesman for that and does a great job. So, ton of respect for them. But yeah, that game went down to the to the last few seconds, really. So, um, you know, we were we were close there, and then uh, kind of getting into the playoffs. You know, got a you know got a, a tough first round matchup. Had to go to Kaiser and play. And another Mid South team from the Sun Division, and uh, were able to win our first road playoff game in school history. So that was unique, and got to fly down there, and uh, that was you know unique for us and uh, good for our program. But then uh, played Marion, and uh, that that didn't fare so well for us. They had a, an extremely tough team, and on that day, they were the matchup was definitely in their favor. So, uh, but anyway, nonetheless, it was a great year, and um, maybe. Maybe spent too much time there on your question, but it was it was a great year, and we learned a lot and are excited about moving forward. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of re- reviewing what you said. You're gonna you you start your season um, kind of almost the same way you ended it. Um, you you go and you play another mid states team from the same division as as Marion, who uh, likes to run the football, um, and then you. Um, you you play Kaiser again, so you kind of go kind of go backwards of the end of your your season a little bit. Um, talk about those two mat- matchups there a little bit. Yeah, well, you know it's it's interesting, you know that we that you say it like that. I don't know if I thought a whole lot about that, but um, you know we when we played Marion, I had a you know great conversation with their coach the night before, and just really kind of uh, in preparation for them, you know, saw, you know, they 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 set the bar really high for football in that conference. You know, I, I love the way that that conference plays football. They play stingy defense. They all run the football. They have, you know, big personnel groups and big tight ends and H-backs. And, you know, they have good running backs and pro-style quarterbacks. And, you know, that to me, that's that's football. You know, that's that, that football has never went away, and, and I don't think that it will. And so – you know, we've always been a traditionally uh, running team and, uh, you know, try to play, you know, tough defense. And so, you know, to what, to, to, to really be a contender at, in, at any level of football, I think you have to be able to run the football and you have to be able to stop the run, you know. And so um, Kaiser, you know, very much uh, does the same. They have a really good defense. They love to run the football. Um so those two matchups for us are huge. You know, we, we feel like we're going to have a really good team. We have a ton of experience coming back on both sides of the ball and a lot of leadership, a lot of, uh, you know, great players and guys who we really trust who feel like, you know, that they can get the job done. So, you know, the Kaiser game was, you know, that was just the way the schedule fell within our conference. So we didn't have anything to do with that. That was just the way that it happened. But it was, you know, I thought, man, that's great for us. However, looking at it, I thought, man, I, you know, we just played them the last game of the season and, or, you know, pretty much toward the end of the year there, we had the next game, but we played them late in the year. And then um, they have a game before they play us. And I thought, you know, I'd really like to play a game before them. And um, so I saw that, that Concordia needed a game and we had been in talks for quite some time and that, that finally worked out. So, um, Really excited about that. Both of those are home games for us, and you know our home environments. You know I can't speak for everywhere, but you know I mean we have a very electric home atmosphere. Our, our home games are just phenomenal. Our student support, faculty, community. You know, our athletic director does a tremendous job on um, 
just really um, creating an environment where it's just a team uh, spirit within all sports. One big team is kind of a, a theme, a logo around here, and just everybody supports each other. So those those games will be you know top twenty five matchups to start the season and huge crowds. They both are night games. Um, so it'll be extremely electric for us. And, you know, it's a good gauge of where you're at too. You know, you, you know, you fare well in those two games. Uh, you know, you've got a chance to be a playoff team, you know, so we're looking forward to it. I think our guys are excited about it, you know, and, uh, camp will obviously be intense, just preparing for those two games and staring at those, uh, all summer long and studying and then getting into camp, knowing who you're facing right away. So we're excited. We'll be up for it. And um, I think it's great for NAI that uh, two non-conference ranked opponents are going to play early in the season. And I think that's huge. I think that like to see that happen more, you know, if, if possible. Um, I think it helps with, uh, you know, determination of rankings at the end of the season and different things, you know. It kind of settles a lot of arguments, you know, when they're talking about who should make the playoffs and who shouldn't, you know. If there's some crossover games, non-conference games, some of that may be settled, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, we, we definitely agree with you on that. The more non-conference games that we can kind of gauge uh, teams against each other and uh, where we don't usually get to see it, that's that's always a, um, a great way to kind of get a grasp on what's happening across the country. Um, is that a home-and-home home with Concordia, or is that just a one-off? Do what now? Is that a home and home against Concordia, or is that a, just a one-off? Yeah, no. So we're we're hoping to go. You know, we're hoping to play there next year. Um, I think we, we've not really discussed that at length, but you know, we're definitely open to it. If our schedules work, we'd love to go there and play. And, um, you know, yeah, we'll definitely try to do that if it, if it works for both of us. Then we'll definitely return the favor and go there and play. So your quarterback last year, Josiah Robbins. Um, you know, what was as much a weapon on the ground with almost 500 rushing yards himself um, as as he was through the air, uh, where he uh, threw for over 2,000 yards with with 21 touchdowns. Um, you uh, he was a senior last year, if if I'm looking at the roster correctly. Um, are you going into camp with a with an open battle, or or do you think you've got an idea about who's going to go under center next year for you? Yeah, well, we have a good idea, um, you know, on that. But you know, it's obviously it's open when you when you're starting quarterback as a senior. Then you know you recruit. We have some really really talented freshmen coming in, and um, you know that will that I think will be able to compete right away to to earn a spot. And um, you know, we've got some guys returning on our roster that that have been in the program for a while, really learned the offense, and uh, you know are. are very um, capable of doing the job, you know. Um, so, it, you know, for us, you know, we, we, we have a really experienced offensive line coming back. We've got, you know, all of our running backs coming back. Hopefully, you know, those all those guys will be healthy and ready to go again. And um, the receiving core primarily is back. And so, you know, the quarterback, you know, we'll, you know he's not going to be asked to uh, maybe carry the load as much early on as, as say Josiah did at times, but, um, because of the supporting cast, but, uh, yeah, you know, the quarterback position is, you know, the leadership there, just the demeanor, the, the practice mentality, the, the things that, that really aren't seen a ton, uh, are very important. And, 
you know, sometimes guys can really surprise you, you know, guys that, you know, are put into a position and, and men, they really start to shine once they're in the position. So we've had several guys like that before, you know, Adam Craig was a guy that, uh, when, you know, when we went to the national title and coach Bland was the coach, you know, they coming into camp, you know, it was sort of like we are now, you know, they, um, really wasn't sure who the quarterback would be and it ended up being Adam Craig who was a freshman that year and ended up being just a, a remarkable player and led the team to 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 the title game so um, we're excited about that just to, for somebody to be able to be in that position and um, really excited for them because the people that will be around them I think that'll really help them early on to get to get comfortable and situated so um, but we'll be in good shape there. I know you you you've got all summer to think about you know what you've what you've got and especially without spring ball you've got all spring to think about what you've got as well. Um, but just uh, about how long does it take you to really kind of get a grasp on uh, once you you know you've got your receivers you've got your running backs you you kind of have an idea of what you've got at quarterback. About how long does it take to really home in on? Okay, this is the stuff that that we're gonna be calling. Uh, this is what we're gonna be uh, playing playing. Well, how how well does it get? Uh, or how long does it take that that play calling to kind of get homed in? This is how we're gonna tailor our offenses here. Yeah, well, you know, Coach Bright, my offensive coordinator, he could he could answer that a whole lot better than me. But um, you know, typically, you know, the way I see it is, you know, you have a you have an extended playbook. You know, you have a long list of, of formations and plays and different things. And a lot of it depends on different fronts. You know, if you're playing a 50 defense, a 4-3, four, four a 4-2, or 3-3 three, three stack. I mean, there's a lot of variables to each game, per se. But, you know, I think you start with a base plan and, you know, you develop, you know, your core, your identity. I think you have to have something that you can hang your hat on um, every day and something that guys have a high level of confidence in, sort of your fastball, if you will. And then, yeah. Um, I think you have curveballs and change-ups each game and, you know, in preparation and you look at teams and you find weaknesses or you find where you may have a matchup. And, you know, there may be a game where a play that you run just that game really has a high level of success. And then the next game, you know, different front, different secondary, different personnel, you know, that might not be the case. So it's, I think you got to be versatile somewhat, but usually the first game is a huge indicator of, you know, you get into that first game and you, you kind of see how, you know, things are going and you find out who's who's really going to, you know, uh, be productive in the run game and you see a guy that makes a big catch or two and makes a tough play and you start to develop some identity. And then I think, you know, the first game is really when I think everybody kind of settles down a whole lot and, um, you know, you, you, you think about a whole lot of stuff all spring and all summer, but when you get in that first game, you know, the things that you feel really confident really start to come to the front of your mind, and, and I think the guys really develop that too. So, you know, and then the, the adjustments you make, you know, they, I've always, you know, heard and, and thought myself that, you know, teams make a huge adjustment from the first game to the second game. Um and so then, you know, you got to go back and watch and say, okay, here's what we did really well. Here's what we didn't do so well. And, you know, you look at the things you did well on and you start getting better at those things and adding to it. And um, some things you kind of leave behind you. You know, some things you, you know, it's inevitable. There's there's times where you think something all summer might work for you and you, you 
you try at camp and it looks okay and you get into the first game and it just really isn't you. You know, you realize, man, that, that probably isn't us. And so you just kind of you go back to your, your wheelhouse and you go back to what you're confident in. And first game's huge, and then each game after that, I think you have to just prepare for the opponent that you're playing and strengths and weaknesses and what kind of front they're in and what kind of secondary they are and adjust from there. And it's constant adjustments. You know, it's a constant chess match. And uh, teams that adjust well, I think, are teams that are effective, you know. And, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, we have principles in our offense. You know, we, we are a smash-mouth spread. We want to be physical. We want to run the football. We want to, you know, uh, be physical blocking on the perimeter and, and also have a vertical threat and, and create big plays, get the ball to playmakers. And, um, so there are identity things, principle things. You know that we're going to stand on like a rock and then you know when it comes to style or flavor or trick plays or different things each week you know I think you have to be flexible I think you have to be willing to to loosen up the reins a little bit and let kids play and have some uh, curiosity in your offense and have some dimensions that might uh, catch people off guard and you know, we like to do that coach Bright does a great job has a great knack for calling trick plays and uh, different things so Hope that, hope that answers your question. Yeah, it definitely, definitely does there. Um, last year, you, you brought in your old high school coach to coach your offensive line. Um, talk about uh, having Coach Donahue there and, and what it means to you to have, have him back kind of on, on your staff there. Yeah, well, he's been here. Um, he's been with me the last three or four years. I Has it, the, the website said that last year was his first. Well, it, it probably maybe uh, offensive line wise. Ah, okay. Yeah, I don't think that he's coached the offensive line for the last two years. He's okay. been the offensive line coach the whole time that Coach Bright's been back as the OC. Okay. So yeah, but anyway, Coach Donahue, um, man, well, I just he's like a dad to me. You know, he's a he's a mentor to me. He's a you know a, a best friend. I mean, he's he's like a granddad to my kids he's you know he's a deacon at our church you know he's a spiritual mentor to me just um man loves the lord loves his family loves football loves little things you know that make, that make life special um you know people like that are what makes football great you know there's uh the relationships that you build the, the camaraderie that you have the memories you make just uh, people that you can, you know, man, it, you know, some people are so fair weather, you know, uh, you know, but loyalty and people that, you know, will, will stand with you when no matter what happens, you know, those people are few and far in between. And so, you know, Coach Donahue has been a difference maker his whole life. You know, he coached at a small single A high school for 28 years, his home where he graduated from, where I graduated from, and you know, just made a difference in guys' lives, you know, just trying to, you know, help young men to be, to be their best and, you know, to focus on being great husbands, great dads, and, you know, great people that people want to hire as employees. And, you know, having him here on my staff is just special every day. You know, we have awesome staff meetings. We, we try to open every morning staff meeting with prayer, with devotion, with Bible study, and just, um, you know, just trying to encourage one another. And, you know, Coach Donahue and, um, others on my staff coach wells you know coach Dwayne wells is a is a retired high school football coach he's my defensive coordinators philip and steven it's their dad so he's on my staff too so um 
you know, it talks about in Proverbs, you know, gray hair means you have a lot of wisdom. And so I've got a couple guys on my staff that have some gray hairs. And, man, it's good to have those guys around, you know, to, to talk to about. Because I, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot. You know, I just know that who you have around you is really important. And having people that will hold you accountable and um, will help you in decision-making and people that will be loyal, people that really are unselfish and disciplined and people that understand what makes programs work great. You know, the more people like that that you can have around are, are what makes special places. And so um, Coach Donahue, is, uh, he's special. He's a, he's a great man. Um, I could go on and on, but that, that might be enough for you. Yeah, uh, that's that's fantastic. I I love seeing that sort of cross generational a little bit on a, on a staff. It gives you um, you know definitely a good uh, wellspring of good ideas. Um, and he knows football too. He's a man. He's a football coach. Donahue is a is a dynamic play caller too. He um, you know he brings a lot to our offense. He and Coach Bright, you know, Coach Bright, you know. Uh, is is extremely smart and, and very innovative in what we're doing. And Coach Donahue has a has an old school mindset, but you know, really just you know them together, man, they do an awesome job. They have a great relationship. I think it's important, you know, with your offensive line coach, just because um, the OC just relies so much on that upfront play, you know. So it's they do a great job. But Coach Donahue too, you know, like I said, he's not just a great person. He's a He's a heck of a football coach. Knows football inside and out. Knows how to communicate with guys and get the most out of them. As my as my co-host would usually ask at this point, what's the most important position and why is it the offensive line? Yeah, and that's that's exactly where it starts. Um, last before we let you go, I am an absolute sucker for a good trophy. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the Brass Bell um, and where that came from and, um, you know, uh, what what that's like to, to have that in, in the office. Yeah, well, so it's the Brass Lantern. Oh, it's um, the Brass Lantern, my bad. Yeah, no, it's okay. It just, but the Lantern part kind of signifies what it's about. Yeah. Um, the Lantern, it, you know, this is the area where we are in southeastern Kentucky, the Appalachian Mountains, which I'm very proud of. and love this area. I grew up in Harlan, Kentucky, which is a, just a small rural county in uh, eastern Kentucky, coal mining town. And, um, so I understand what that all that means. But Union College and, and what used to be Cumberland College, now University of the Cumberlands, um, you know, it's just really old rivalry. And um, in this area, you know, that was always, I remember growing up as a kid, you know, we had a news outlet, you know, WYMT, the Mountain News. And, you know, they covered basically everything in this whole area. You know, they would televise that game every year, you know. And so I remember growing up, you know, uh, you know, that was a big deal, you know, to watch Cumberland and Union play. So, and it was always a battle. It was always like a touchdown game or less, you know. I mean, it was just a really good game. And um, a lot of, you know, local regional players would, would go to those schools and play. But, you know, there's just a lot of uh, history within the game. The trophy, the brass lantern, I think, you know, coal mining and the use of, of lantern and, and carbide lights and back in the old days, how they would see to, to mine coal that was underground, obviously, so lighting was uh, important. But, you know, the, the brass lantern signified a lot of that, I think, of just the, the mining industry, but also just, the, you know, just where we're from here in eastern Kentucky, you know, it's a, you know, it's a very rural area. And so, 
um, things like that stand out. And so we're, you know, every year that's a huge game for us and it's unique. And uh, we've been fortunate the last couple of years to, to win that one. And um, Coach Luttrell, who's now Union's coach, John Luttrell, is a great man, um, strong leader. He's a very, uh, I, I, I know him from early in high school. He was one of my high school coaches early on in my high school career. So he's also from the same hometown as myself and Coach Donahue and, and a lot of others. But um, he's, he's going to do a great job over there. And you know, Union has a ton of tradition. And, you know, they, they've always been a competitive program. And I know he'll, he'll do a great job of recruiting um, quality players from this area. And they'll be very disciplined and, um, I think he'll do a great job there. So that that game is uh, going to continue to be to be interesting. But the brass lantern is um, a traveling trophy. So if you win the game, you keep the trophy at your place. And then during the game, the the, the the team that has the current you know trophy, the president has the trophy in the end zone after the game. You know, you either keep it or you give it up. So it's a big deal. Um, yeah, you'll have to. You should come and catch that game sometime. That sounds like a good one to good one to come to. Like I said, I'm a I'm a huge sucker for a good trophy. Um, those are those are the most fun games. Even if it's um, uh, one of my favorites is the five dollar bits of broken chair trophy. Um, if you haven't seen that one, it, that one's that one's a great one. Um, okay. Despite the name, I promise that's that's a fun one. Um, but. Um, Coach, I appreciate having you on this evening, and uh, yeah, we're going to have to make our way up to Kentucky one of these days. There's too much good college football getting played up there for us to not come up and have and, and visit around. Well, you're always welcome here in our sports information department. Of course, you probably know Tommy and Brandon and those guys. Man, they do an awesome job and uh, such huge advocates of uh, NAI uh, sports, and uh, we're, we're blessed to have them. They do unbelievable coverage of all of our events and promoting our our sports and student athletes so sure they'd love to have you so maybe we can work something out sometime to have you guys over we'll do our best to get up there at some point coach all right hey i appreciate it not a problem you have a good one all right see you bye-bye hey guys Corey here if you enjoy our show and the coverage of small college football we provide, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash NAIFball. In doing so, you help support small college football media coverage. For the next 20 or so $3 patrons, we will send you a limited edition holographic NAIFball sticker. These are gorgeous, and we only have a limited amount to send out. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash NAIFball and become a patron today.